Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of It's Personal. If you haven't checked out the last episode with Nick Stone, please do so right now. I'll wait. If you are tuning in because you did listen to the previous episode, let's get into it. In my belly, it was on. Like, it was like, no, I, I have to do this. There's no, yeah. I can't stop now. And it's obviously what you love. Like, it's what you get fired up about, right? Mm-hmm. If you, and it, I'm one of those people, like, I strongly believe if you are doing what you love, like, it gets no better. Like, it honestly doesn't yeah. get better than that. Like, Agreed. it Agreed. makes life so much easier when you're happy doing the work or waking up knowing you have that work that you actually enjoy doing. Like, absolutely. You know what I mean? And yeah. And I mean, I also believe in like, the concept of purpose right and like if you are if you are living in your purpose and doing like you said what you love like you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. resources because mm-hmm. they come mm-hmm. um I think that has been the biggest lesson for me over the past four years because I sold Dear Martin in February of 2015 mm-hmm. and like we were in the middle of this like six year real intense period of dearth, I guess is what I'll call it. Um, I dragged my husband out of Israel in 2013 because mm-hmm. I, I met him there that first summer that I went. Um, personal, 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 personal. I always say I went over there looking for Jesus and found a really hot dude instead. <laughs> um, Amen. And it, 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 right, it worked out nicely. <laughs> worked out very well um but yeah and then I, I you know we were there for three years and then after we had our first kid I was like yo let's let's go back to the U.S. because I hadn't I had dropped out of college twice and I was like maybe I'll go finish this bachelor's degree and so when I got pregnant I was like if I get pregnant we're gonna move back to America so that I can finish this Mm-hmm. And then I got pregnant. So I was like, well, okay, let's go. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, but it, they were six very difficult years. Like we came over here with our entire savings and it was gone within like a year, year and a half. And like my dad literally supported us for four and a half years. Um, I heard Lena Waite say, so like I am wildly, look, I am so obsessed with that woman. Good Lord. Like, I don't, I do not ever need to meet her. Because if I do, who knows what's going to happen. Like, I'm just, the fangirling will be on infinity. And she fly. And like, okay, anyway. So I heard this interview. I say all that to say, I basically listen to everything that she does. And she, uh-huh. she was doing this one interview where she said, um, the, the, the gist of what she was saying is that like when you have a dream you need a sponsor and I was like that's so true wow. and I'm very wow. thankful for my dad because like between my dad and my husband they kept us alive um, for the past you know up until last year uh-huh. talk about that and... talk about that a little bit oh my dad <laughs> my dad is the best like he so What's, what's wild is like my dad has always been my biggest cheerleader and every time I see him now he reminds okay. me I knew it I knew you were going to be something <laughs> he's just like the sweetest 
man. But it's interesting though, because he had a very interesting life, and like he, I know he he doesn't. He's that guy who like you meet him in a grocery store, you're probably gonna end up twenty minutes late to wherever you're going because he right. will hold you, telling you his life story. Uh-huh. Um, Long winded until he's he just like I am, you know, <laughs> like father like daughter. Um, but yeah, so he. When I was growing up, he was an alcoholic. Like, he's been sober now since 1994, and I'm, like, so proud of him. Mm -hmm. But when we were little, he didn't live with us. You know, he lived – he was a police officer, which is wild, right? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that made made writing Dear Martin real interesting. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, he was a police officer, and he was an alcoholic. And so we – I saw him, obviously, often enough, um, and he – definitely contributed financially but we didn't live with him and like he wasn't present in the home um which made for a really interesting experience but having him really only give me positive stuff throughout life I think helped to counter my very intense mother Mm -hmm. who uh she she pushed me real hard Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that balance, like that, it created a bit of balance though, like having his constant encouragement balance out her fairly constant criticism, mm-hmm. um, was really helpful. And he's always been the guy who wanted to see me do well. And so he, he and my husband, um, they made sure that there was like food on the table during the, the first few years of me really chasing down this dream. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like, cause like I signed a deal in 2015 and Dear Martin came out at the end of 2017. So it was like, let's see, about three years before wow. I saw any kind of financial benefit mm-hmm. to the dream that I was chasing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and so we lived in one of my dad's houses and he lived it. So it's, it's a property that has two houses on it. There's mm-hmm. a house. There's the big house, and then there's a like a guest style house in the back. So my dad lived in the back house, and we lived um, in the bigger house. But we lived with his aunt, my dad's aunt, who has semantic dementia, um, kind of rapidly intensifying semantic dementia. Mm-hmm. And so, a few there were some the past five years were pretty hellish. Yeah. Um, just interacting with her and having to yeah it got a little rough uh-huh. but you know it does sometimes night's always darkest before the dawn whatever <laughs> that phrase is what about mom you said mom was intense eh mom is so it's to this day and i mean you know now that i'm older we did not get along when i was yeah. younger and now that i'm older i'm able to see that like she really did mean well and she saw something in me that she knew I could do something with and like what what's wild about my mom she's she is she knows how to pierce with her words Mm -hmm. but she's still but like she would never like kick you out right so like say I was living in my mom's house and she wanted me to leave but at the same time she's not gonna put me out on the street Mm -hmm. of course she would she she would say awful things Mm -hmm. sometimes when she would get angry but at no point was it like you got to go you know uh-huh. so it's she's her support is very different and I mean to this day I think 
we could probably stand to go to like mother daughter counseling. Like that would probably be helpful. Um, <laughs> but she's she's super supportive. She loves my books, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, and yeah, does she, she look at them was, often uh, before you get before you send them out? Do you ask her for advice at all? Uh uh-uh, uh uh nope <laughs> nope. You can read the finished product, mom, and I and I say that because there there be stuff in my book that she'll be like, why this gotta be in there? And I don't wanna I don't want that in my head when I'm in production. <laughs> so my mom my mom there was this one day she came over to my house with your Martin and sat down next to me on the couch. I'm working on something else on my computer. This woman sat down as close to me as she possibly could on the couch and opened the book and read it beside me. Wow. I was like, Mom, Mom, what you doing? I'm reading your book. (laughs) Mom, what? You don't want me to read your book next to you? I'm like, you are so petty. (laughs) Just petty. That that Mildred. (laughs) Her name is Mildred. But she's, I mean, she's great. You know, like, I really think that a lot of our... Um, headbutting comes from being too much alike. Have you, is there anybody in your life that you're like, yeah, you know, we too much alike. It's like fighting myself. So yeah. like all of the things in yourself that you low key don't like, even though you don't realize you don't like uh, it, uh-huh. you see in this other person. And yeah, you yeah. Just boom, 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 all the time, <laughs> all the time. I'm like that with my best friend too. Like we constantly, like we. And what's funny, we um we went to Nashville. We were in Nashville. Uh, on Wednesday, because we went to see the play adaptation of uh-huh. Jason Reynolds' Ghost, right? Oh, how was it? it was, oh, it was so good. It was yeah. so good. I really hope they do all four books, because it uh-huh. was really good. It looks good. Um, like, I'm so happy that they've done that. Yeah, and you know, they did Long Way Down, too, in DC. Uh-huh. And that was wild, because it was like a one-man show. Uh-huh. That was nuts. It was, that one was also really good. I am a Jason Reynolds hating fangirl like like i'm like a fangirl hater um he's like a brother uh-huh. a really really annoying older brother uh-huh. to me and i hate him but i also really love him um yeah but yeah so we go see the play and we're sitting we go to lunch we go to like my favorite restaurant in nashville it's a place called chow han steak and ale house and like we're sitting in a restaurant and we always we go from like vibing laughing talking to just being mad at each other like it all it takes is like one thing and it's all mm-hmm. and it's all of the the being too much alike and i think uh-huh. it's the same thing it's the same thing with my mom we just that's too much okay, alike, which makes me feel bad for my kids i'm like damn uh-huh. what am i gonna do to my children <laughs> <laughs> and how many Nick, how many siblings do you have i have two i have two. a brother three years younger and a sister six and a half years younger okay and are they still around oh yeah we're all here in atlanta yeah and what do they Mm -hmm. what do they say of your not just success but like your journey as well like what do they say about it or do they say much oh they they're ecstatic both of them um and it's 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 cool because i'm like the big sister Uh and i think they've always kind of looked up to me a little bit so Mm -hmm. to it, it makes me happy to know that I am still setting a good example. Cause mm-hmm. like that was one of the things when I was younger, that was a big deal to me was trying to set the best example possible, which I think is probably a thing that most eldest kids have. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me, especially if you're in like a single parent household. So knowing that, you know, they're still like, Oh, look at my big sis. 
doing her thing. Sure. It makes me feel real nice. Yeah, it should though. Yeah. 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 And they have they have uh, my little sister has her son is nine months older than my youngest son and mm-hmm. my little brother's little boy is uh he's seven, almost eight months old. And so we have this little brood possessing humans, uh, that just basically come to my house and wreak havoc. Uh, I love it. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. How yeah. far are you guys away from each other? Are you guys close in proximity? Like, are you able to reach each other? Yeah, relatively. I mean, my sister is, let's see, about 35, 40 minutes north of me. And my brother mm-hmm. is about 35 minutes east. Mm-hmm. So we're in this nice triangle. Like, we're literally basically the same distance away from each other. Uh-huh. Like, triangulated. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, for a while, my sister was keeping my younger son, um, but now it's just too far to drive. So you uh-huh. can stay home with your daddy. <laughs> stay home with your daddy for now, but he got to go to school. Listen, he got to go to school. My little, my little knucklehead, little younger son, he has gotten to the point now. We like, uh-uh, somebody else got to take care of you during the day, bro. You are <laughs> off the chain. <laughs> just so he is, he is something else. <laughs> so is he in what how old is he again how old do you say he is he's two and a half two and a half so two yeah and, a half. and like we little. start we try to start them um you know our philosophy was you start your kids in school at age three uh-huh. he ain't gonna make it till three though he gotta go <laughs> he's probably like I would let, like he is he came in he brushed in our room one morning last week ah! Mommy, Daddy, Kian broke my nose. What? What? what do you mean he broke your nose? Like your nose is clearly not broken. He broke your nose, Milo. His name is Milo. He broke my nose, and he just—he just—he be having a bad attitude. Drama. Uh, Drama. I call him. Uh, we were leaving a basketball game, and I was like, "Come on, baby boy." He stopped dead, Gary. Just stopped. Looked at me. It said, I'm not you, baby boy. <laughs> like, well, excuse the hell out of me then. <laughs> I guess you're not. All drama. Early. Early Make drama. your own diaper. <laughs> Listen. Make your own food then. <laughs> since, since you want to be grown. What is, so is, do you see, um, obviously you see yourself in both of them. In some sort oh, of way, too right? much, man. Too it's much. terrifying. <laughs> so what did that look like for you? Like, what did your guys' household look like? Because you said um, dad was often gone. Uh, mom was intense. Mm-hmm. And what, so what, what did that look like as three kids and mom being home? Well, you know what's interesting so for me, uh, once I hit high school, I started getting involved in extracurriculars. So I often wasn't home either. Mm-hmm. And it, I remember a few a few years back, I sat down with my brother, and he was telling me how like it actually hurt him a little bit when I was in high school and I was just kind of doing my own thing because mm-hmm. there was a point where like I was like I was a cheerleader. I um I played softball for a minute. 
I, once I hit senior year, I was a cheerleader, I was class president. Like I just had always had a lot going on. And it was on purpose because I didn't want to be at my house. Sure. Um, there were some extenuating circumstances going on in the house. And I just wanted to be away from there as often as I could. And, you know, the whole time I'm thinking I'm setting an example for my brother and sister, uh, my brother let me know that actually he was a little hurt by the fact that I wasn't around. He's like, well, mom's not around and then you're not around either. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I guess I never, I'd never thought about that, um, which is actually where some of my guilt about my current situation comes from. Right. Knowing that, knowing that my mom wasn't around, my mom wasn't in the house. And so I was like, and that I'm not going to be in the house and seeing how, or hearing how that was, that affected my brother and sister. It made, it kind of contributed to my guilt about being a mother who travels a lot mm-hmm. and isn't always around to like snuggle at night and like mm-hmm. read stories and, and do that kind of thing. Um, but what my kids do have is a very excellent father mm-hmm. and he is, He's a dream. Like it's wow. so <laughs> it's compl- it's it's like we have a very fascinating relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm actually way more attracted to women than I am to men. Mm-hmm. Um, but my husband is like my one dude, right? Like mm-hmm. I feel like most I will say most, most women that I've interacted with that are attracted um, you know, almost exclusively to women. There's always that one dude. Personal, 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 I have ever interacted with in my life. Like he was born in Nigeria. So he's got a Nigerian father, mm-hmm. a Russian Jewish mother. Wow. Uh, his parents met in university in Russia. Wow. And uh, right, it, right. Uh, his mom. They got married when they were super young. I think his mom was like nineteen or twenty, and then they had his older sister, and then moved to Nigeria. They returned to Nigeria, and so he grew up in Nigeria with this this white mother. Um, this not only white mother this russian mother mm-hmm. and so he's had to be adaptable because then at 14 his parents split and his mom they, they moved back to russia and then from russia they moved to israel because she she wanted to make aliyah as a jewish woman she wanted to make aliyah so like right right so you have this little brown boy who in nigeria they called they called him uh oyibo pepe which is like red pepper so uh-huh. because he was light skinned and sure. he turned red, yeah, guy. <laughs> so in Nigeria he was like the white kid. He moves uh-huh. to Russia, he's the black kid, uh-huh. and then in he said in, in Israel he became the black Russian. So he's wow. never really fit anywhere, which uh-huh. has made him wildly adaptable. Um, and he just really loves me a lot, oh, and he wow. wants my highest good and it is it's honestly disorienting um a little bit disorienting being loved like that because it's like that thing that everybody wants like we all want that person who truly loves us unconditionally Mm -hmm. who truly cares more about our good than their own Mm -hmm. but then when you actually get it it's like but wait there's this imposter syndrome almost that comes with it (laughs) um 
Like who that what? But but I you know you you feel your own you feel your own fallibility mm-hmm. so much more when somebody actively loves you, right? So like but like my husband is just he's a really dope dude. 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 He and I give him such a hard time sometimes, and I'm like, what? Why? What is wrong with you? Why? Why do you put up with my bullshit, dude? Like you could be doing so much better. And he just, you know, he'll be like, you need to sit down. And then we sit down and we watch a movie, and it's fine. Wow. Uh, but having him around, I know, has been great for my son. And to me, I'm like. It just makes more sense that they're at home with you because you guys got the same equipment, right? Like mm-hmm. you're the one mm-hmm. who's got to teach them how to how to do what they have to do with the bodies that they're in. Uh-huh. Um, and and I remember there was a night after my my older son got out of the back of we putting lotion on. You know, we black. You gotta have lotion. You gotta we gotta yeah. moisturize. <laughs> got some where you gotta teach them young. Moisturization <laughs> is important. So he's putting on his lotion. And he says, mommy, do I need to put lotion on my penis? And I was like, well, uh, I'm not actually sure. And then he goes, what about my testicles? Do I need to put lotion on my testicles? And I was like, hey, Nigel. And I just called my husband and I exited the room and I let him continue that conversation. Uh I still Uh to this day don't know whether or not you you male people or you (laughs) need lotion souls. I I don't need to know that. Uh and that is why it's good for my kids, my sons to be at home with their father, because he can answer those questions. <laughs> you are amazing. You actually are amazing. <laughs> Look, you said this podcast was called is personal, so there you go. Personal, personal, personal. Oh, we got to get your husband. What's your husband's name? What's his name? His name is Nigel. Nigel? Okay. We he need sounds to, like a damn British butler. He honestly, like, I, he needs, next time I talk to you, we need to have him on here as well. Because his story oh, yeah. is Oh, you really do. He phenomenal. Is, like, And he's freaking hilarious. Yeah. And he's so dry. <laughs> and he doesn't like people. He's, like, super antisocial. And he, it, so like everything I am, my husband is basically the opposite. Wow. It, it, it's so, it's so funny. That's my husband's biggest problem. He don't know how to tell me no. <laughs> oh, I think I have that problem too. And I think honestly, yeah. like finding those people, like I, I feel like with my wife, um, same way, like knowing that you're loved so much and having that person that you can, you can just share anything with is. Yep. But like it's hard to explain. Like it's like magic. Like, it, it is. It's like it, magic. It truly is. Like you can say anything. You can do any. You can do anything. Feel anything, and be so vulnerable. But yeah. you know the outcome is always going to be love. Like the ending is yep. love every single time. Um, yeah, I I totally understand exactly what you're describing. Um, and I love I love that he doesn't say I love that he doesn't say no. I love that. I think that that is like it says so much. Like I don't know him, but it says so much about him and his character. 
um, to yeah. have a very um, strong female who is like just following. You always hear those narratives like the male is it's, it's unfortunate. Like males are out, they're working, and then the wife is home with the kids, right? And to mm-hmm. be able to just be like, yeah, of course, this is what we need as a family right um yeah. and they're out there yeah. there are guys out there but but to be able to do that like i don't know i think that's amazing i really do it's, yeah you know my husband is one of the only men i've met and like interacted with enough to really get to know mm-hmm. um that is not driven by ego. I don't know how he managed. And I mean, I think it does have a lot to do with being kind of pushed and pulled around Uh a lot. Like, well, not necessarily pushed and pulled around, but that that has made him um, adaptable. Like he he can't, he's just not only adaptable, but like he he wants the thing that makes the most sense in any given situation. And that has, that he's just not like this ego driven person. He's open to being wrong. Mm-hmm. He's just I'm like I'm like a freaking unicorn. Like where? Personal, personal, personal. He's a unicorn. My little, my little male, you masculine, my masculine unicorn. I love it. He's a unicorn. He really is. It's it's so, and I'm so not used to the kind of guy that he is. You know, like I I have friends. I literally have writing friends. The minute something took off for them, their husbands left. Oh, wow. I have a friend who she, um, her husband was pursuing, he was in pursuit of like this elusive music career and she wanted to be a writer. The minute that she got her first book deal, he told her he was leaving. He just could not handle the fact that she was successful and he wasn't. And like, that's trash. <laughs> that is, is. But I know a lot of guys like that. I know awful. a lot, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but I also think, you know, it's the result of like toxic masculinity and just mm. kind of unchecked patriarchy and this idea of of a hierarchy based on like what's between your legs, mm-hmm. um, which is which is. Uh, I'm look. Let me not go on no feminist rant right here, but <laughs> it's a mess, is what it is. <laughs> and good for them though because it's often at times like for let it for just saying okay whatever like you go like if that's what you're deciding then you go because yeah. I right. think yeah, it has to come a point where and I don't I don't think it's selfish I think like it's just life like you have goals like that is yep. nature like people have things they want to accomplish right mm-hmm. and you can't allow people regardless of who they are, close relatives, boyfriend, wife, husband, whatever, stop you from read like, cause they're going to, those roadblocks are going to be there regardless. Yep. You, you're going to run into them and you, you have choices that you need to make. You can either allow them to stop you or you can kind of run them over. Right. <laughs> Which is, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So if you allow them, them to stop you, you are stopping yourself. Exactly. Um, yeah. Like I, I tell these kids, all the time, bro. Nobody can stop you but you. You are the people who are making the decisions to stop. There is no roadblock that you cannot get over. It's so, so if you true. decide that you're stopping, that's on you. It is. It truly is. It truly is. Do you watch Black Lightning? Like, did you watch Black Lightning at all? I did, actually. I did. Yo, ugh, his wife, 
she got on my nerves. And I just wanted to like, I was like, you are terrible. And I want you to go away. Like you are the, exactly the kind of person I never want to be. And never want to have to interact with. It's just the idea of like, I don't want you doing this. So I think that you should stop. What? Yeah. What do you mean? What, like this is, this is something that's a gift, a gift. And you're uh-huh. telling me that you don't want me to do it because why? Uh-huh. Get out of here, bro. Yeah. I'm not trying to get back with you. You whack. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just having, <laughs> I'm having a moment. Cause she, man, she got under my skin. <sighs> I did. You know, the crazy part is I'm not a big, uh, Netflix or a movie person. I do watch like ball like a lot. Um, always checking yeah. scores, whether it's like NCAA, NBA. But Black Lightning was one of those ones like where you hear about it coming out. It's on social media. People are talking about it, and I got into it a little bit. And I agree with you. Like she didn't like. There wasn't even a moment where she was like, "Yeah, you go like that's do you like I think right right." It was continuous, like, like you need to stop. You need yeah, to stop. like, it, it, there was no question of whether or not this is the thing that made him happy. And I'm no. like, why are you there? What, it, what, is, your, what is your purpose yeah. for being in this relationship? To uh-huh. keep yourself happy? Because you it's have to true. go. It is. And, he, and he's, he was fighting that the whole show, really. Just like, yeah. he was trying to hide who he is in his own house. Right. But who? Crazy. But what? Yeah, exactly. Listen, ain't nobody got time. No. <laughs> I have a city to save, ma'am. <laughs> there are children in these streets. Quit playing. <laughs> are you watching any other episodes? Any other shows? Right now, no. Uh, just because I'm writer mode. drowning in writing. Like, in the best way possible. But I have, like, so many things. So many things. Uh, I, so I have a, a middle grade novel coming out uh, in April of next year. Uh-huh. We're in copy edits on that. I'm on my final my final pass of the, the YA novel that comes out in October of this year. And I'm also, I'm writing the next YA novel. So it's just like writing, 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 writing. And I got I do need to build in some TV time just for the sake of my sanity. Uh-huh. I'll work it out. It's fine. It is. <laughs> I think you are, I, I don't know what that life looks like, but I can only imagine the schedule, the timing, the commitment, like all that stuff. Um, it's your life right now, right? That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, and, and it's it's a great life. Like that, mm-hmm. that whole, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. It's like mostly true. I mean, there are days where I'm like, oh, I don't feel of like course. working. Of course. Uh, largely when I have to do revision because revision is the worst. Um, Sound like my student. But revision is also necessary uh-huh. unfortunately uh-huh. nobody can read my first drafts because they would have no idea what's going on so uh-huh. i guess i have to fix them uh but that beyond my revision days i'm having a blast that's awesome that's yeah. so good it's so good to hear like i keep everyone that i've talked to especially like author wise or people that have published things they like are just so in like they just love doing what they do so much in that yeah. writing process. I think just being creative is such a like it's the best. Isn't it though? It's just like I don't know, it's hard to describe. And then it, it's about everything, whether it's writing, drawing, videos, whatever. I don't know. I think that process is just phenomenal. I, I enjoy I think I, yeah, 
yeah, like that's what makes us human. Like I think that creating is the thing that gets us the most deeply in touch with what it means to be human. Like we mm. are the only species that creates for the sake of creating. Mm-hmm. Like it's not necessarily for survival. Like we have this drive in us to take things in the world and mush them together in a new way and spit them out differently. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I think it's awesome. I yeah. really think it's awesome. No, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, Nick, I'm not going to keep you any longer. You like, I feel like we did, I didn't even get a chance to like, say welcome to the podcast how are you doing oh no bro we jumped right in <laughs> that's like some fam bam stuff right there <laughs> but like you know i've known I... you since we were children <laughs> but that's what i love though and I, I keep saying every time i talk to someone and everyone has been like amazing but there's certain people that i feel like holy cow like you literally just you start talking and you're like wow like I feel like you've been talking to this person for so long or you've known them forever which is like yeah. crazy though it's yeah. good it's good it's good it's my favorite good. thing it's my favorite thing like I just people I love people I love most people there's like a few people that I'm like <laughs> I'd be fine with you not existing again like ever again like you could you could be- turn into vapor like at the end of infinity war when like <laughs> you just vanish disintegrating i'm like i have a couple people who i wish had been on that screen um one of them's in the white house okay so uh i think i think that people though tend to be pretty amazing um and i and i do i won't lie like i love the fact that, that people give me money daydream like what what even kind of life is this Uh i sit Uh around daydreaming and i type it yeah and people are like here take my money i'm like wait really (laughs) this is totally a joke like this has to be i love that idea i love that idea i'm getting paid to daydream i love that i love that oh i love it too gary (laughs) i love it too (laughs) thank you nick you are amazing I just, no, I need, so are you. we need to talk more, I swear. I'm just about to take you inside with me now, Gary. Here's... All right. Yeah, I will. Nick, talk you... to you later. Yes, and thank you so much. Oh, of course. And we will talk again, I promise. We will, absolutely. All right, later. All right, bye. See ya. Hmm.